All right, Kevin Barker, you know, a couple of years ago, I don't know how many years ago it was, friend Stephen Brent went down to the Dominican Republic to do a piece on the Guerrero family. And obviously whenever you talk about Vladdy Jr., the focus is on Vladdy Sr., Hall of Fame father, um, slugger, uh, a guy that, you know, a lot of people envision Vladdy Jr. taking after. But if you kind of dig into the Guerrero family a little deeper, you'll find that his uncle Wilton, who I actually, he actually covered him with the Expos as well. He was with the Expos for a while, formerly with the Dodgers. Wilton Guerrero has had a tremendous impact on his nephew. It's an impact that doesn't quite often doesn't get as much coverage, doesn't get as much play as Vladdy Sr. But Wilton was in town today. And, Kevin, I don't know if it's any coincidence, and still hasn't hit a home run here, but Vladdy Jr. had three hits today. Uh, a single, part of that big four-run inning, helps the Jays come from behind and uh, take the lead and eventually go on and win 7-2. to two. So uh, we saw footage of Wilton around the cage with Vladdy before the game. Um, give me your thoughts on Vladdy and what you're seeing today. Hey, Jeff, you know how many how many hitting coaches at the minor league level, level I ticked off because I called my father to come and fix me offensively? A ton. Like, I, I can't count them on two hands how many hitting coaches that I made mad because my father came to me and, and saw to me. Is that why Rod Carew didn't like you? No, he just wasn't real good with me. That's okay, sort anyway. of why he does. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for bringing that up. Uh, Sorry. Look, look, well, you, we saw the video. I saw three different people, I, I'm, I'm assuming, telling Vladdy three different things. That That's never a good thing. I, I'm going to continue to say this. I'm, I'm sure there's a little glide in his lower half. I'm sure there is uh, a stride foot that's a little too long. I'm sure he's a little out and around occasionally. The only thing I know, Jeff, is two of the three hits were on pitches right down the middle. He took his last at bat. He took a two-zero fastball or a sinker in on the black for for a strike that made it two-one. Then he got the three-two. He got the fastball right down the middle. He hit a single to right field. Point. My point is, I've said this to you a bazillion years. Dudes like Vladdy, most of the time it's not mechanical. They think it is because they're rolling over balls or they're getting jammed or most of the time, if not all the time, it's about what you're swinging at. And for me, it's real simple. Lay off the pitcher's pitch. Get your pitch because you have more talent than most hitters do at the big league level. You will get a lot of hits and you will start hitting a ton of home runs. And it's nice to see a bunch of people coming in and trying to help Vladdy because everybody knows. If Vladdy goes, this team can make a serious run at this thing. Not maybe at the American League East, but at the play, uh, make a playoff run. So, yeah, it's look, it's it's kind of nice. You see, everybody's got their opinions, but for me, it's real simple. Get your pitch, you'll get a bunch of hits. Seven two, the Blue Jays beat the Milwaukee Brewers tonight in the first of three games at the Rogers Center. The numbers to call: four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six. 0590 14-4. The Jays out hit the Brewers. The Brewers took an early 2-0 lead off, you say, Kikuchi. But as I mentioned, four runs for the Blue Jays in the first inning. Kevin Barker, you say, Kikuchi, walking a season-high five, striking out four. You have made this point often. This is kind of what a fifth starter looks like. Maybe not five walks. I don't think you'd like five walks every time. But five and fly is kind of what you want from Yusei Kikuchi, and 
at work today. Thanks in no small measure to my guy, Nate Pearson. How about that? Well, look, for, for me, uh, you say Kikuchi comes down to one thing. He's throwing his fastball harder. He can get away with some curveball stinkers, some slider stinkers, stink, uh, stinkers, some changeup stinkers. Like his secondary pitches today for me weren't real good. And when you're not, when they're not real good, you rely on velocity, right? You try and overpower guys. He's more of a thrower the last couple of starts than he's been a pitcher, right? It's not locating it. It's not having late movement. It's not tunneling. He's trying to throw it, right? He's trying to throw it by dudes because he thinks he's got a really good eater, which he does. Yeah, look, I, I'll say that when he's facing the Rays. When he's facing one of the worst teams in baseball at hitting, yeah, it's sort of hard to, you know, come on here and, and, and say it's okay for him to have five walks and only have eight whiffs against one of the worst hitting teams against left-handed pitching in baseball. He had five of those whiffs uh, on fastballs. It's one of those nights, right? You scored enough runs to give him a little bit of cushion to where he could navigate around the five walks. You know, I think PD even went out there probably yelling and screaming at him to, you know, stop throwing your secondary pitches, throw more fastballs. That sounds familiar. Huh. Maybe that's sort of what your your boy that you want to talk about so bad, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that you just dismissed it, I'm not even going to talk about Nate Pearson. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the phone line. Uh, he I'm was wonderful. Go I, I, will, I will be the first to say Nate Pearson had six called strikes. All six of those were on secondary pitches. Because of how hard he consistently throws, where he throws it, which is above the belt, if he can consistently throw his secondary pitches for called strikes, you can pitch him from the first inning to the ninth inning, Jeff. He's that good. But this is the first time we've seen this, that his secondary pitches have been this good. stuff. He has a tall area for strikes now when he can throw the two secondary pitches for strikes. That, for me, is the best Nate Pearson we've seen him as a big leaguer. Yeah, his uh, fastball velocity was up over a mile an hour. The slider was up over two miles an hour. Uh, and, again, they played off each other well. And, you know, looking at that, uh, looking at his last inning, strikeout in a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, strikeout looking on a slider, strikeout in a curve. I mean, that's the, you know, that that's kind of the whole, that's the Nate Pearson package right there. And, I mean, all kidding aside, because I know we've gone back and forth in this, about this on Blair and Barker. Um, you know, all kidding aside, my point about Nate Pearson has been very clear. There is nobody in this bullpen with that ceiling. There is nobody in the minors who is going to come up this year and is capable of doing what an elite Nate Pearson can do. And I'm thinking with, you know, word today that Chad Green is, is uh, you know, is getting ready, is throwing live BP. I'm just saying that in the second half, when the Jays are playing significant games, I will bet you right now, Kevin Barker, lunch. Uh, you won't bet me dinner. I know what you're like. But I will bet you lunch. I will bet you lunch that Nate Pearson and Chad Green are playing more important roles in at the end of August and September than the guys we're seeing in there right now, obviously with the exception of Jordan Romano. I, I can't disagree. If you see this, again, If you, I, I just try and when you're standing on the on-deck circle, and I still try and do that as a bystander, right, is stand over there and see how you would attack a certain guy. When you got a guy that throws that hard, can elevate it above the belt for strikes, those are strikes that he's throwing up there at 99 to 100, and can get called strikes with secondary pitches, I – One's going one way, one's going the other. Good luck. I'm with you. 
All right, let's get to our callers. The numbers are 416-870-0590, star590. We're monitoring John Schneider's news conference. We'll bring you uh, any information that will come out of that. Jordan in St. Thomas, you want to talk about Vladdy, and you want to talk about Vladdy in the context of his struggles might be related to the trade of Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's good to uh, talk to you guys. Um, I, I listen all the time. And Thank a good you. win tonight. And welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are fun to listen to. Um, yeah, so Even anyway. Barker? Point, yeah, he's okay. I mean, you know, he tries. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's true. No, he does a good it's job. It's the Tri League. I know. We're just <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Jordan. No, it's okay. Yeah, so my point is, like, last year, um, like those two fellows you just mentioned that have moved on, they had quite a tight knit, um, you know, uh, hangout at the end of the bench, sort of laughing and yucking it up and and such, and basically just bonding. And 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 he could go to them uh, and and others in that area, like they'd all hang around at the end of the bench and talk about baseball. What are you doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Or something like this, and they could help him. And you know, I mean, the point is kind of proven because he had his uh, relative come in to you know get him get him back on track uh, hitting and in the batting cage there so i was wondering do you think that has anything to do with it you know i've never heard the point mentioned about yeah. that like what a, you know and um you never see that again like that that's gone yeah jordan it's listen it's an interesting point and thanks for the call i mean i mean a couple of things you know kevin talked about this with teoscar hernandez i think a lot of us were in a hurry to get teoscar hernandez out of town uh, just because, uh, I mean, we saw Teoscar Hernandez in the outfield. Teoscar Hernandez, for me, would be a fine DH hitting in the middle of your order. He was not going to be in this team and was not going to DH in this team. Um, that's just And, and he was a, a year away from free agency. They had no interest in signing him, period. So, um, but, you know, your, your point is well made about Lourdes and Teoscar Hernandez and Vladdy. They were close. And keep in mind that Lourdes and Teoscar have kind of been part of the furniture around here since Vladdy came up. And I think at the start of the year, if you remember, the home run jacket was dispensed with. Vladdy hit a couple of home runs. And if you remember, they kind of faked putting a mock home run jacket on Vladdy when he got to the end of the dugout. He did. And uh, his interpreter, Hector LeBron. And I will admit that when you see that, you begin to question whether or not there is some lingering discontent there. Kevin, I'll turn it over to you. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I like to think that, you know, Vladdy's old enough and been around enough that, um, you know, he should be the guy stirring. He should be the straw stirring the drink in this team. It shouldn't be Teoscar. It shouldn't be Lourdes. It it should be Vladdy. Vladdy should be the guy on this team. But, you know, Kevin, I'll turn it over to you. I mean, it's possible. It's entirely possible that in – in some way that is, has had an impact on Vladdy, just as I wouldn't sit here and dismiss the fact that he hasn't signed a long-term contract. I wouldn't dismiss that as a possibility either. Yeah, maybe, but we've always been told that he can roll out of bed and eat fastballs for breakfast. Like, you know, people that can eat fastballs for breakfast usually don't need other guys to tell them how to do it. That's sort of... For yeah, me I don't think anyway. that's a call. I think the caller's point is more. It's not necessarily. I, I hope to hell Vladdy wasn't taking hitting tips necessarily from Lourdes, but I think it's just more about culture, more about having yeah, friends. Again, guys, you spend yeah. a lot of time with coming up. Um, I think it would be understandable. I, 
I do know this. He had a lot of respect for Teoscar Hernandez. Whatever you yes, saw and, and fans thought of yes. Teoscar, him, uh, Vladdy and Teoscar were buddies and talked a lot about a lot of different things. Now, whether that's hitting, who knows, but they <laughs> would talk a lot. So that, again, I, I maybe maybe it's accumulation of a bunch of things. Maybe it's because Bo Bichette hit in front of him. It's just funny they got 14 hits. Bo was the only dude who didn't get one. Yeah, that, I know. That's I was funny. That's that. funny how baseball works, right? It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Well, that, that's that's why you love baseball. Yeah, yeah. both four but, ground balls and a flyout to uh, right field tonight. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know again again it's accumulation of a bunch of things, right? They they've had players only meetings, and I'm sure a lot of that had to do with Vladdy, right? It's He's not doing his part. Just a bunch of things. So get a good pitch to hit, and we'll start seeing more hits from him. Uh, we've got some John Schneider stuff lined up for you, but I want to get to Chris in Stony Creek. He's been real patient. He wants to talk about roster construction. Go ahead, Chris. Guys, great show as always. Um, I'll, I'll be fast. So um, I think when you look back at the team, you it's a bit of a disappointing start, obviously. Um, I don't really blame John Schneider, really. I, I blame more of the performance of the players, and you can go into great detail about that, But, or we can go into great detail about that. But I, I, I want to talk on this point, you know. I think the only thing off the field, I think, that we can criticize the team a little bit is I think it, in, in the offseason, that trade for Swanson for Teo, and I'm not going to sit here and say that you're going to flip Teo for, for the next Zach, Zach Britton because there's a lot of reasons why his asset was not as attractive, you know, the the, the term and, and so many things, and obviously some, you know, anybody who has eyeball stuff, he, he, he does in the outfield, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that when you're looking at that asset and saying, okay, what do we need on this team? We need somebody to come underneath Romano where we can just shut our eyes in the eighth and the ninth inning. Okay, this is one of our best assets here. Even if we have to package that with, let's say, Moreno or Loris Gurriel and, and, and not be able to facilitate an, another part of the roster maybe, but this is where we really need to have a glaring weakness because now as we turn to the end of the season, what is now attractive for the Jays now to go and get somebody like that when those assets are now gone? Because what moved out here was Loris Gurriel, Teo, and Moreno. So where are the next assets that's going to get us that? Yeah, Great listen. Show, th- thank you very much, Chris. That's a good point. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about it. I think. Look, my understanding is, from talking to people in the organization, who would know that there were only two teams that had even the remotest interest in Teoscar Hernandez. One of them was Seattle. Teoscar is, Teoscar is a potential free agent, and I don't think there were too many teams in the off season interested in Teoscar other than a one year a one-year proposition. I mean, baseball people saw the same thing we saw from Teoscar Hernandez. I think the idea is bring him in. This is what Seattle thought. Bring him in. Uh, see if he can give us some help offensively. Let's see what we have, basically. It's a free look at a guy who's a potential free agent. And so I think we need to be a little a little careful. I just frankly don't think Teoscar gets you anything more than Eric Swanson. I, I, I just don't. You know, maybe you get somebody else's Eric Swanson. I know at one point I was led to believe the Marlins are interested in him. But, I mean, you're not get, you weren't going to get Pablo Lopez or any of their big arms. You're just not. Not, not for a guy who's, who, who, is a year, who is a year away from free agency. Now, now the Gurriel-Moreno deal, um, you know, your, your point is well made. You put together, you traded two assets. You could have split them up, I suppose. But it was pretty clear from the uh, point of view of the of the Arizona Diamondbacks that they wanted 
they wanted Moreno, and the Jays wanted, they definitely wanted, uh, Dalton Varsho. There weren't a lot of left-handed hitters out there that, you know, I think Michael Conforto may be a guy that Jays may have looked at, but there's just not a lot of young, controllable, left-handed bats, and that's what the Jays were looking for. They wanted, if they were going to trade Gabriel Moreno, they wanted to get somebody who was going to have who's going to have a little bit of control. But, you know, Kevin, we, we have talked about this. Uh, when all the trades were said and done, there's a gaping hole. They don't have a cleanup hitter. Yep. And I, I was the one to suggest, and again, I think this is a pretty good guess, I was the one that, that, that suggested that, um, uh, it, to me, I look at this roster, and it seems to me there was a move that was made, whether it was a signing or a trade that fell through. Because I've said this now for for over a month, this is this lineup looks incomplete to me. It mm-hmm. it doesn't look whole. Well, uh, that's because guys are not living up to what everybody thought they were supposed to live up to. Kirky's gotten off to a slow start. Brandon Belt's having better at bats, but and there's certain guys that you expected to get off to hot starts. Dalton Varsho, yeah, you didn't had a see a cleanup hitter there, Kevin. You, you, Absolutely not. You you didn't see a cleanup hitter there. I mean, but look the at this lineup. Part, even if even if Alejandro Kirk got off the hot now, start. Mark yeah. uh, Matt Chapman got off the hot hot start. Yeah, yeah. Whit Merrifield had a good start. Cameron, it's still, <laughs> it it doesn't look like a championship caliber lineup. There is a big bat missing. But you know as well as anybody, any contending team would take the first three dudes in this Blue Jays lineup any day of the week and twice on Sunday, and that's what they were banking on those three guys to stay healthy and do special things. And one out of the three has been super hot most of the year, and the other two are trying to find their way. Uh, John Schneider was uh, asked a little a few minutes ago about Yusei Kikuchi's start and about the bullpen. We talked about uh, Yusei Kikuchi, a season-high five walks, four strikeouts today. This is John Schneider talking about the Jays' bullpen. It worked out really well today. Um, I thought Yusei, after the first, you know, made big pitches when he had to, and that lineup is tough to navigate, knowing that they can kind of line change to at any point, righties and lefties. So, kind of marked that third time with Yelich. You know, got him out. I thought the you know the fact that we had runs in the board really helped too. And um, bullpen was outstanding. I mean, Nate was electric. Um, Timmy did his job. You know, Simber minus the hit by pitch. I thought they were really good today. John, you mentioned you say how was he able to navigate those? five walks in order to give you a good outing still? I think understanding that his fastball was really good tonight and that the damage was done on sliders kind of in the middle of the plate, which is usually where, you know, he runs into trouble. So I think making an adjustment in game with Pete, with Kirky, and uh, using his fastball a little bit more. We played we played really good defense behind him too. You know, they hit some balls hard right at some guys, but I think just understanding that his fastball was playing well tonight. That's John Schneider, Kevin, talking about uh, talking about Yusei Kikuchi, um, who was facing a team that is, uh, well, to be charitable, the worst hitting team against left-handed pitching in the majors. Yeah, it's not or great. Close it's to not, it. Yeah, it, it, they're not great. Yusei Kikuchi, for me, when he gets in trouble, he throws too many pitches per inning. I mean, he averaged about 20 pitches per tonight. That's too many, right? What what that does is that, that runs your pitch count up, and you're trying to, you know, battle and grind just to give you four-plus to give your team a chance to win a baseball game, and he didn't throw enough strikes. And I've said this to you. It, whenever he's throwing this hard, and John just said it to you, he's able to get away with some stinkers. His I don't even know what that thing is. That's not a slider. 
I mean, they keep yelling at us and telling us that it is. Keep going it on, and on, on and on and on about this. Just and embrace it, Kevin. So embrace so it. It's a slider. Well, it's, well, it's a slider. Well, embrace if it. If you're a Jays fan, th- thank goodness he throws 96. What's that? Stay right there. Uh, 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-590. I know what you're thinking right now. I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. You're thinking Blair. You're thinking Barker. Where's the love for my guy Alejandro Kirk? Where's the love for the hitting machine known as Kevin Biggio? Hey. We're going to give you some Biggio and Kirk love in a few minutes after the break. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Okay, Blue Jays has always been and always will be a fantastic wedding song. This is Toronto Blue Jays baseball on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Three hits will get anyone feeling pretty good, but I think, you know, you know, minus the one at bat with the runner at third, I think swinging at the right pitch, you know, laying off some breaking balls. And when Vladdy's really good you know that's kind of what he's doing he's laying off pitches that are out of the zone and he's swinging at pitches he can do damage on so uh yeah i think definite step in the right direction and you know hopefully he can kind of continue to build off of it but um there's probably you know no one more important to our lineup than him other than Bo. and um hopefully this kind of gets him going a little bit oh kevin barker sounds so so simple doesn't it it is simple when you're elite hitters, and that's all you have to do is go up and swing at a good pitch, something that you can drive. Stop chasing. Getting leverage counts, Jeff. Leverage counts add up to back leg cities. That's what we're all praying for. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590-72. The Blue Jays have beaten the Milwaukee Brewers in the first of what really smells to me like it's going to be a three-game sweep for the Blue Jays. I said that earlier today. I'm sticking with that. That kind of smells like a sweep. Brewers ain't Tom, good. Tom Young? That. It smells like a sweep, doesn't I'm it? I'm starting to smell it, I think it that's too. what that smell is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we're here to the bottom of the hour. So, again, the numbers are 416-870-0590, star 591 590 Time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. As we look at the Major League scoreboard tonight, a couple of games already in the books as far as the American League East teams are concerned. The uh, Baltimore Orioles beat the Cleveland Guardians 8-5. to uh, Boston is currently in the bottom of the ninth, losing to the Cincinnati Reds. That game should go final pretty soon if it hasn't already. 9-3 to for the Reds over the Red Sox. And the New York Yankees, uh, they're up 3 nothing on the Seattle Mariners. That is in the second inning. And uh, let me see if, uh, did, 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 uh, did Mr. Judge do anything? Ah, he didn't. But it's 3 nothing for the Yankees right now. He's had one at bat. So there's still plenty of time. As a result of those partial results and full results, these are the standings. The Rays, 39-17. and 17. They're in first place again. They're losing right now to the Chicago Cubs. Baltimore is 35 and 20. Uh, the Rays lose. Baltimore could be two and a half back Ooh. of the Rays. I know. Shake your head. That's all you can do. The Yankees are 33 and 23. Boston 
is 28 and 25. Toronto is 29 and 26. And again, the uh, Red Sox are just about to go final in that loss to the Cincinnati Reds. The what are they? Second place Cincinnati Reds. Kevin Parker, third place. They're under five hundred. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Me. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You're not first. Tony and Maple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tony and Maple, you want to talk about everybody wants to talk about Vladdy Jr. Go ahead, Tony. Okay. Uh good evening, guys. Hey. Uh, Kevin, uh, Jeff Jeff nominates you as the, the expert between you two in the, the mechanics of baseball. Well, I don't nominate he is. <laughs> okay. Um so I'm gonna ask you this question. If it's plausible, this is what's going on. I watch a lot of baseball and obviously the Blue Jays. It seems like Vladdy is getting under the ball a lot. And I'm wondering if he is adjusting his launch angle of that bat to hit home runs as opposed to hit those strings and ropes, as we call it. Because as we know in baseball, a 300 average gets you good money. 50 home runs gets you massive money. And even the, the, let's call it the eagle bragging rights in baseball. It seems the home run ball is what gets you acknowledged more than a, a 300 average with 25 home runs. Do you think it's possible that this is maybe going on with Vladdy? Uh, thank, well, th- 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 thanks for the call. I, I'm, maybe adjusting launch angle. I, I'm not sure that's Vladdy. Vlad, Vladdy, I think, has the most level swing on the Blue Jays, I, other than I guess maybe Bo Bouchette because of the way Bo can handle, you know, hairline to toe, you have to be able to have a flat bat path if you're going to be able to handle all those pitches. Launch angle. I'm sure there's a lot of things going on between Vladdy's ears. You, you don't you don't start flying in family members to try and help you fix whatever you're having issues with unless you're having issues with it. So I'm assuming there's a bunch of things there. Uh, hopefully for me anyway, you can simplify that. You th- I just said it to you. Out of the three hits, two of those are right down the middle. Start there, he'll start getting a bunch of hits. All right, Kevin, let's uh, let's give uh, Alejandro Kirk a little love here. Three for four tonight. Uh, Kevin Biggio as well. These guys were in the eighth and ninth spot. Kevin Kiermaier still nursing that back injury. Kevin Biggio, two hits, a walk. He drove in a run. And... Uh, you know, bottom of the order tonight. That That's a pretty good performance from the bottom of the order. Turned things over for the top. And uh, as you mentioned, the offense is kind of scattered all over the place with obvious, the obvious exception of Bo, although I think Bo did collect an RBI anyhow. But um, talk to me a little bit about, about Kirk and Biggio because you know, we talked about him Blair and Barker a bit. It's not necessarily Kirk isn't tearing the cover off the ball, but he's the everyday catcher and... He's looked a lot better, I would say, in the last eight days or so than he, he has at any point this year. Other Alejandro, than that, that, that game against Seattle, where, we, again, we we all thought he turned his ear around that game against Seattle. We were wrong there. But this is, uh, you know, it's a little, little bit bigger sample size now. Alejandro Kirk made 56 starts hitting cleanup last year for your Toronto Blue Jays. That's 252 plate appearances. Where do you hit today in the lineup? Eighth. Well, he should be embarrassed about that. That, that. that, for me, when everybody yells and screams about how, you know, bat the ball skills and you keep the barrel in the hitting zone forever, yeah. I mean, look, we could, I could sit on here and analyze everything that he does mechanically and what he doesn't do. And he had cleanup last year, made 56 starts. 
for the Blue Jays. He had seven homers, drove in like almost 40 runs. Like, uh, there's got to be a little that where you go home, you look yourself in the mirror and go, my manager's trying to tell me something. I ain't been mm. real good. I need to get this thing going. I'm hitting eighth. I should never be hitting eighth. The way people yell and scream of why I went from A-ball to the big leagues is because I have more bat-to-ball skills than anybody else. Parker, so I think for think me, it- that's for me a little bit of that. And and Kevin Bishow had two hits. Both of them were fastballs right down the middle. Why don't you start there? I mean, you're hitting ninth. Go up, get ready to hit the fastball. Look right down the middle until you get two strikes. I mean, it, it sounds real simple when I'm on here saying these kind of things. It's not mechanical anymore. It's what you're swinging at, what you're not swinging at. You get a better pitch to hit because you are a big league baseball player, and that's what you do every single day. You're going to hit a lot of baseballs hard, and when you hit them hard, some of them are going to fall in. Give yourself a better chance for them to fall in at least anyway. Four one six. How's that? There you go. That's all right. That's fine. I like I like Barker rants. Four one six better than my rants. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety seven two. The Blue Jays beating the, the Milwaukee Brewers. Obviously, a lot of talk before game about Anthony Bass. You want to talk about that? Give us a call, uh, Vladdy Junior. Um, again, that seems to be the topic of the dominant topic of discussion tonight. And indeed, why why wouldn't it be? We've talked about this. Uh, it's time. Because it, 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 fans long know past time. It's they long past time. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, they do. Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. Who we have? Do you have Dennis in St. Catharines? Sorry, Mark in Montreal. Go ahead, Mark. My bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I've got to reconnect this here now. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, um, you guys were talking about Tioscar before. Um, so I was actually just uh, I was watching the Yankees game a little, and he was at bat, and the announcer was saying how he thinks the Toronto misses him. And let me tell you, um, me, myself, is, I would assume many Jays fans miss him, and not only for what he gave for the team, but also um, – as you guys were saying before, there was a the atmosphere in the dugout just seemed a lot more positive and fun and energetic when he was on that team. And you know what's you know what's strange, Mark? Though, do you know how many people complained about how how fun the atmosphere was in in this city? Tons. Yeah, Tons. I know. People John didn't like Ed, people like didn't those like shenanigans the shenanigans they had in the dugouts, but they well they they they, I, they did. I, I mean, they kept I, the home run jacket after he was there. So it's not like they got rid of it, but no, go ahead. I'm just, I, it, 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 it is an interesting point. Yeah, but uh, I mean, please continue. Yeah, you you look at guys like Vladdy, like even like last year, if he was in a slump, there would still be some positive energy coming, and I, I'm not seeing that this year. And I think Teoscar is a big part of it. And yeah, thanks listen, for my call, guys, have a great night. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Uh, I mean, again, it it is it's it's a different dugout without Teoscar in there, Kevin. There's there's not much doubt about that. You know, keeping in mind that we don't, I mean, we're not actually in the dugout with them, so we don't always know what goes on. And we, you know, in, in this business, you be, you you like to think that you become a master of reading body language and reading what's going on in the dugout. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, it it is it's it's a different place. And the thing that you know, look. 
I, I looked at that silly home, and I have fun with the home run jacket. I think this weekend I sent out on social media a tweet that, you know, boy, the Minnesota Twins, the fishing vest home run jacket certainly doesn't appear to have damaged their clubhouse culture. Everybody responded, wow, that jacket's not the reason the Jays aren't hitting home runs. I didn't say it was the reason the Jays weren't hitting home runs. But what I found really funny about it is the home run jacket, to me, I mean, it's a, do what you want to do. As long as nobody's getting hurt, as long as nobody's getting offended. Or the manager's putting it. it on you. Or That's what, what I'm not a fan of is when the manager gets involved in it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got my own thing about dude's interpreter playing a big role in things like that. Um, you know, but anyhow, that's just me. But what I find really funny about it is everybody in baseball is doing something now except the Blue Jays. You notice that? It's bizarre. Everybody's doing it. I mean, the Athletic had a ranking the other day of teams' home run things. Everybody's pretty much doing when they're down at the bottom. It's the Jays because, well... They're serious now, and they don't do it. And I'm just, I, I'm just saying this because it's it's easy to sit here and say that because the team isn't performing well, something they're doing different is the cause of it. Um, and you know, I I I just assume Kevin that when Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez move out, you know what happens? Somebody moves out. There's a vacuum. Somebody else steps into it. Changes the way stuff is done in the dugout. Changes the way stuff is done in the clubhouse. It's been that way forever in baseball. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some truth to that. Let me ask you a question: Who would you rather early in the season to have uh, at bats with runners in scoring position, Dalton Varsho or Teoscar Hernandez? No early question, Teoscar Hernandez. There you go. That for me early is the in one season. Thing. You're talking or, now. I take him now too. Oh, absolutely. And I'm saying the, that the as somebody. I, I'm not. In, I didn't second guess the deal at the time, so I'm not doing it now. But I'm saying, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd rather have Teoscar Hernandez hitting cleanup than Brandon Belt. Yeah, even, even the hell if wouldn't? he is, even if he has gotten off to a slow start in Seattle, that's that's. Yeah, I think it's accumulation of a bunch of things. We all know the reasons why he's not here. So. You know, defensively, they're a better team, base running, baseball IQ. You know, the funny part, I don't think everybody thought he was funny. Vladdy yeah. and, and some of the other people that were in that, you know, part of the dugout maybe thought he was funny. And then there was quite a few people that didn't. And I think. And we did, Kevin. We did. Just, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, I just no, think I that's, gonna, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a sort of a team game when it comes to all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, we did Blue Jays talk after that elimination, after they were eliminated by the Seattle Mariners, and everybody said it was time for something to change around here. Then we're changing the manager. The manager had already been changed. Everybody who came on here, heck, the host, I was saying that it was the kind of loss that leads to, quote, unquote, something being changed. Well, the easiest thing to change about this team was Lourdes and Teoscar. Yeah. it just was. There was nothing easier. Bo, Vladdy, Springer, Manoa, Chapman, Gossman. There's nothing else to change. And folks wanted change, and by God, they got it. I, I can't put it any other way. Very quickly, Dennis in St. Catharines. Hello. Hey, Dennis, what's up, man? Thanks for your patience. You want to wrap this up for us, or you want to talk about Alec Manoa? He gets a start tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you, would you still keep starting him, or would you move him to relief? Oh, uh, thanks for the call, Dennis. Listen, uh, yeah, I don't, you you got to keep starting him. Um, what he's doing wrong now isn't going to be cured by going to the bullpen. 
Um, I get the impression, frankly, that the Jays are already trying to stay away from three relievers or so. I'm not entirely certain they need fourth reliever to stay away from. Um, you know, as much as we know, Zach Pop is 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 about ten days away from coming back here. If I was Anthony Bass, I'd be looking over my shoulder. Um, Mitch White is starting Thursday at AAA again. Yeah, he's Mitch White, but you know we've talked about this. I think the Jays the Jays are going to need another starter in here to kind of to give Kevin Gossman maybe that extra day at some point down the road. But folks, that's 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 what you got. I mean, unless you go out and add somebody, Kevin, unless you sign a free agent or. Or, or or make a trade to bring in a starting pitcher, which I I, I don't think you can do. This is this is kind of where you are. Um, you know, you hope. I mean, I hate to say this. <laughs> you hope you get something like what you say Kikuchi gave you tonight, or maybe a little better from Alec Manoa right now. You get that, you would take it. That's where we are with Alec Manoa. If it's better, then great. Then he looks like the Alec Manoa that he was last year. That's what we all want. That's what the Jays need. But right now, it's kind of like you got two fifth starters, and that's just where we are. Yeah, for me right now, it's more important to get Vladdy hot and stay hot than than worry about what Alec Manoa is doing. Or hey, John Snyder came on our show and, and cleared it up. He ain't going down. He ain't going to the pen. Like they're giving him the ball every five days. So he's going. He's either going to figure it out or they're going to finish in last place. I mean, it's real simple. It's cut and dry. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any great mystery. Um, no. Again, unless uh, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even pretend to know what deal there might be out there. We've talked about this. There, there are teams. Listen, any of you out there with a with a laptop can go in the standing, can look at the standings, and you can come up with potential trade partners for the Jays right now. I can come up with six of them. Just look at teams that are underachieving. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there. But two things to keep in mind: one, you don't have a great deal to move right now, and secondly. Um, you got other issues with with you know with all due respect you got other issues than Alec Manoa right now. Alec Manoa is a big issue. I don't yeah. think you can correct it. You've got other issues you might be able to correct. Yeah, I think he can correct himself. Like the slider was better last time. Now it's about fastball command. You get the sinker working. I think because now he's got better finish on the slider, he'll be more competitive, which means he'll go deeper in games. That's what you want from him. You don't want him to hand the ball to John in the fifth inning with uh, with him having, uh, you know, close to 100 pitches. You don't want that. Sinker slider, that's what you want in a casual elevated four-seamer. You do that, got a decent chance of giving you a quality start. Mr. Barker, thank you very much for joining me tonight. We will be back tomorrow from 5 to 7 Eastern on Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and Sportsnet 360. Mr. Ben Wagner and Mr. Ben Nicholson-Smith will have the call of the game tomorrow, 7.07 first pitch. Jays and Brewers, second of this three-game series at the Rogers Center. 7-2, let's wrap this up. The Blue Jays beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the first game of this series. Good night for Vladdy. Good night for the bullpen. Good night for the bottom of the order. Good night for a lot of folks. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know that vehicles rust faster in warmer weather? As the weather warms and we all get ready for summer, make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for your nearest location.